0: From WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, or Campus Meets Community. I'm April Leslie. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. This week, we'll explore the challenges minority students face in studying abroad. We'll sit down with Dr. Michelle Ferrier, the assistant dean of Scripps College of Communication, to discuss her recent research into cyberbullying. Those stories and more are coming up on The Outlet. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Outlet. For many college students, studying abroad is a way to build character by learning from another culture. But for minority students across the country, those opportunities can be hard to come by. As WOUB's Lily Bradley reports, that's not quite true at Ohio University. Ohio
1: University sophomore Hannah Britton loves to travel. She spent last summer studying at Hong Kong Baptist University. Now she's eagerly anticipating two trips in 2016 one to Israel on a caravan for democracy, and one to Cambodia to present research for a global leadership class. But unlike Hannah, many African-American students around the world who want the opportunity to study abroad never get it. According to the Institute of International Education, only 5% of college students who study abroad are African-American. While the national number may be low, Ohio University's numbers are pretty good. There are currently 29,217 students enrolled at Ohio University. Of that number, 4.5% of students identify as African American. The number of OU students who study abroad is 3.7%. Now this is where things can get complicated. African American students who study abroad account for 4% of the total 3.7% of OU students who study abroad. So while that percentage may seem low, The Office of Global Opportunities says the numbers are in line with the demographics of the university. However, Sharita King, a program coordinator with the Office of Global Opportunities, would like to see an overall increase in the numbers.
2: It is something that more and more, you know, really is crucial. It's a a core part of education. It's taking what you're learning in class and actually applying it, um, seeing how people have different perspectives on it and Um, kind of talking about, you know, what those perspectives and topics mean globally.
1: As for Britton, she wanted to take what she learned abroad and promote diverse cultures on campus. She turned to the 740 radio show, which aims to create diversity through the media platform of radio.
0: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. This is Hannah with your World News. If people had more of a mindset of the people there who just wanted to, like, know and weren't kind of afraid to just ask... Uh, If that mindset carried over to Ohio University, a lot of the issues that are here wouldn't exist.
1: Britain feels that programs like Study Abroad allow other programs like the 740 radio show to promote an atmosphere of respect where conversations regarding diversity can flow freely. Lily Bradley, WUB News.
0: Earlier this month, WOUB's Jeremy Ludeman sat down with Dr. Michelle Ferrier, the Assistant Dean for Innovation, Creative Activity, Research, and Graduate Studies at Ohio University's Scripps College of Communication. One of Dr. Ferrier's current research projects is called Troll Busters. It deals with online harassment and bullying, with a focus on female writers, bloggers, and social media specialists. They discuss what trolling is and how people can defend themselves against it.
3: How do you define abusive behavior, and how does someone become a troll? Versus just someone who's just, you know, I guess trying to stir the pot, I guess. What's the difference between someone who's trying to do that and someone who's being a troll?
2: Um, We're not talking about legitimate criticism, right? Right. So um, I respect and, and honor free speech as a journalist and understand the place of constructive criticism and dialogue around issues. However, the kind of behavior that we're talking about are those people who are attempting to create fear and a space of intimidation online. And they're using that through bodily threats. We're not talking about necessarily somebody saying you're fat or I don't like the dress that you're wearing um, in this picture. We're talking about the kind of speech that falls into rape threats, death threats, threats against family, um, threats against people's livelihood. Mm. We're talking about the extreme end of the spectrum where there is significant emotional and economic economic damage to the targets of this kind of harassment.
3: And something that I think about, not necessarily related to the issue of of women's issues per se, but uh, the punter of Michigan who who fumbled that punt and Michigan State ran it back for a touchdown. And I could not believe, even on a Google search, I Googled search the punter just to see where he comes from. I was just curious to see who is this guy, because obviously if he's punting for Michigan, pretty good team, he must be a pretty good punter. And I watched him kick 50-yard kicks earlier in the game. And I could not believe, just on a search, because now on Google they have that Twitter search right under someone's name, and I cannot believe some of the things that people were saying. Some people were being funny, like, he'll join Joe McHale on community. Okay, you know, he'll be down at the community college level. Okay, maybe a little, like, lowbrow, but not not something to the degree that you've discussed. But I saw some of them saying, like, you won't make it out alive tonight. And, yes, he's over six foot tall, and he played rugby in Australia, but this is still... I mean, I can't even imagine because I've never been harassed online to that degree. I cannot believe, you know, after that moment, because, you know, you messed it up. I mean, for example, how can Twitter manage this? Because it's all on Twitter. It's all on Google search. Right. I can see it and I don't even know the person. It's public.
2: Right. right. That's probably one of the most recent heinous examples of trolling, um, because almost immediately you saw the response on Twitter to that poor poor person. Um, I refuse to even mention his name because I just don't want um, him to be such a target because of something that he did. Obviously not purposeful. Obviously it was a game. Um, And I know some people take games very seriously, but are these life-threatening instances? I don't think so. And so um, I really felt for the punter because um, he immediately started getting death threats. Um, And that kind of response to something um, that is seemingly so relatively innocuous in the scheme of things um, is just really painful to see and watch. Um, Again, you're talking about the kinds of rape threats, death threats um, that you just can't brush off um, because you don't know when one of those is going to become actionable in physical space. So, I think we've gotten to the point where we can talk
3: about your project, your Trollbusters project, and what are you trying to accomplish, I guess? What's your mission with this project?
2: Well, the mission really is to try and create basically a suite of services to help the target themselves. Um, conventional wisdom and what people um, will suggest is that um, you not engage the trolls, or law enforcement sometimes will tell women, "Well, just don't go online, when in fact that is where our lives are as writers, as um, public figures, as thought leaders. Much of our work um, takes place online, and I think people make the mistake of thinking that the virtual world is not analogous to the physical world and that what happens online stays online, like in Vegas, when in fact we know that those worlds bleed back and forth into one another and can have impact and ramifications. Um, So with Trollbusters, what we are attempting to prove is that Positive messaging at the point of attack can help uh, bolster the emotional spirit um, of the target and help them persist online in the face of the troll behavior as well as provide them with very targeted suggestions and messages about what they can be doing right now to protect themselves online so that they can continue uh, to write, to persist, to be able to make a living online uh, with the work they're doing and their words.
3: Well, Dr. Ferrier, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for spending time with us, and we really do appreciate it. And again, that website is www.trollbusters.com
0: that's it for our show this week thanks for joining us the outlet is produced each week by me april leslie we're edited by atish Binja, susan Teppen, and allison hunter adam rich is our technical assistant and our theme music is written and performed by ryan gabus subscribe to the outlet on itunes or find us online at woub.org we'll be back next week with more stories from the athens and ohio university communities thanks for listening